0: You're listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast, a space for moms who are on the wild ride of motherhood while navigating their grief journey. Here are your hosts. I'm Rashida, a motherless mom of a three-year-old and a one-year-old.
1: Yep, that
0: is two under four. And I'm Kara, a motherless mom with a three-year-old, an angel baby, and one on the way. Let's dig in. Hello and welcome to
1: episode six. Burr, burr, burr. We have our first guest today. We are so. Pew, 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 pew. We are so jazzed, um, to welcome Elizabeth Lombardo to our guest chair. So she is actually a friend of the show, aka she's actually a friend of Kara's, which now makes her a friend of mine. But she is on the show today to talk about the loss of her dad in 2019. And today in general, we're going to be talking about marking death anniversaries and how we've celebrated them in the past. I know Kara is coming up on a second year and I just did 16 and it's changed a lot for me. So I'm excited to talk through that with you
0: guys. But first let's talk about our weeks. Kara, how was your week? Man, it was good. We heard baby's heartbeat today, 25 weeks today. So that was exciting and strong little, strong little heartbeat. He's, he's, active and i can only assume a sign of things to come because i hear boys are just well i know boys with my friends Shea and elizabeth they both have boys among many of my other friends that boys are and futs and i'm just not i don't think that brian and i are prepared for the level of insanity that's about to happen because you know what you're break. not
1: prepared for you're not prepared <laughs> pre- <laughs> you're not prepared and apparently i'm not either uh <laughs> for the amount of like butt talk oh yeah butts and farts and just so ellie already talks a lot about butts and farts <laughs> okay so maybe it's a kid <laughs> you're I think, then you're good i'm just like we talk about butts and farts so much we talk yeah, maybe like, it's, maybe booties, it's more booties we've also like i don't know how many and i don't know about you elizabeth but the amount of times i have to say it, stop touching your penis is yes. honestly like <laughs> Man. Ain't nobody tell you that, but you will say that in public <laughs> uh, at, during
2: dinner. Uh, when you wake up from a nap, like, it's yes, just, what? Like, put your yes. pants back on. What are you yes. doing?
0: Yes. Okay. That's stop. that I can understand.
1: Like, the whole touching the yes. penis. Boy thing. moms, be, like, boy moms be like, stop touching your penis. Stop it. Or why? Why are you touching your penis? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Dad. Why are you touching your penis? Why are you setting the precedent? Yeah, oh, it's just comfortable. Yeah. It's like,
1: Okay. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I mean, and if you think about like, if I, I was a boy, a, a little boy, and I had a random appendage like that, I'd probably be like.
0: <laughs> what is this thing? Turn it around too? Like little... <laughs> a little, like a little, uh, yes, yeah, I would say like a third arm, but
2: she like played the other day. So yeah, I mean, it's just.
0: What was it's he doing? Pulling he was it? Boing-
2: boinging it. Oh. He like wakes up and you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. daddy, watch this. <laughs> I'm like, buddy, just pull the pants back up. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh my yep. gosh. So, so That is so funny. That's what you have hated. to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> so Elizabeth, you mm-hmm. are 18 weeks pregnant? 18
2: weeks. Yeah. We find out the gender next week. So we're oh. very excited. Yay! Do you have any?
0: I hate this question, but I'm going to ask it. Do you have any guesses, either way, or
2: I don't have like a strong feeling one way or another. Everett is my three and a half year old. is convinced that it's a little girl. If you ask him anytime, it's a little sister. He is convinced it's going to be a little girl. He like talks to the baby on my belly. Like Aww. just a little bit ago, he hit my belly. He like ran into me. I was like Everett, you can't do that. And so he goes. I'm so sorry, baby. And like, hold my belly. I'm like, okay, oh,
0: let's... That's adorable. <laughs> that is so adorable.
2: Yeah, he's convinced it's a little girl. So we're excited to find out for sure. It's been high, like the the higher heartbeats this whole time. So and I remember with ever, he had lower heartbeats. So I'm like, well, maybe it is a girl. Well, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I remember, well, when, before we found out, everyone would ask me and, you know, as they ask everyone, Mm -hmm. do you have any feelings one way or the other? And I would be like, no, but, but I felt like, I felt like I was letting motherhood Kara as a mom down. Like, why don't I have that maternal instinct to just like, Mm -hmm. no, but I fucking suck at guessing that shit. I mean, like it's a 50, 50 chance. And (laughs) like, (laughs)
2: So exactly. it just, and honestly, been, I'm just going to be happy with whatever it is. Yeah. Like, a healthy baby. Eh, I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> let you come out. I know. Come out. Whatever.
0: I, I totally agree. I feel like the first time around you're kind of wanting one or the other, you know, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Second time around, it's just so, it's just different. I think that, I don't know. I, and also knowing that this will probably be our last. So I'm just mm-hmm. kind of treasuring like,
1: treasuring being
0: pregnant and feeling large <laughs> and in charge and not being able to breathe. And and then here's the real kicker. I can't even like eat a lot because then I start to feel like I'm going to pass out. Yeah. I just get to graze like a cow, which is yeah. fine.
2: Moo. <laughs> I ate a biscuit earlier and then went to Everett soccer practice. And I was like, why did I do that now? I feel super nauseous sitting here watching Everett soccer. Mm. Like, why what did kind, I do
0: this? Like what kind of biscuit? Like, let's talk about this. No. So,
2: We went to Eckert's this weekend Mm, and they had like bakery fresh biscuits that Mm. we got because I wanted apple butter and going grocery shopping pregnant is probably the worst idea because I'm just like my mom mom," everything so I got biscuits and pumpkin butter (laughs) and I've just been like heating up the biscuits for 15 seconds slathering it in butter and pumpkin butter and eating them. That wow. is
1: a shit ton healthier than me with Parker. <laughs> I with Parker I had pretzel dogs nonstop. Like I would order them from Pretzel Boys, and you could you needed to hit the for DoorDash. You needed to hit the like twelve dollar minimum. Okay, pretzel dogs are like maybe two dollars a dog, so I would get <laughs> however many dogs that is. What's that? Six, and then and then I would eat two <laughs> two for each meal. How big are these? Are these like I mean, full-size hot dogs? It's a full-size hot dog wrapped in a full fucking size pretzel.
0: Oh, man. That and sounds you just delicious. delicious.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you just dip it in a little ketchup and mustard and mm mm, mm, mm Yeah, me. So mm. I did, Chef's kiss. the story, I did not lose 30 pounds during my pregnancy. <laughs> and even though I was sick the whole time, like I still ate, I guess, I don't know. She
0: yeah. still found a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She still <laughs> found a way. <laughs> she ain't missing no meals. No, <laughs> no.
2: See, mine is like, I'm not throwing up. I'm not getting sick like that. I'm like very nauseous all the time. Mm-hmm. So like the smell of food, the uh. like, I'll think about something. And I'll be like, oh, my God, this is awful. Like this weekend, I had this delicious pork schnitzel from a German restaurant. And it was amazing as I was eating it. And I took it home and it was sitting in the fridge. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this sounds awful. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Yeah. What yep. the fuck is a pork schnitzel? It's like, um, okay, so I'm glad you asked her. I was like, mm, like, is this a white tasty. <laughs> this is, I have no idea white people thing. Is this a, this. Thing? This it's a be... German thing? So yeah. <laughs> okay,
1: okay. okay. I just like, I don't fucking know. Is this a
2: strudel? Oh my is it a strudel? German. No, it's pork. Um oh, very okay. thin pork fried and it's delicious.
1: Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, so, so it's, it's not so, okay. it's not pastry
0: at
2: all. Mm-mm. No, no, there would be no-,
0: no noodles? Uh you
2: can get special with it, yeah. That would be the noodle. Svetsla? yeah,
0: hmm. huh? It's well, that's just in time no. for Oktoberfest, folks. No, and you might Count have on the Elizabeth German Fett. of the group. I'm yeah. not German,
1: but <laughs> Same. definitely not German. However, Deinhardt is a German, very German last name. My husband is. Very German.
2: Love it. Love it. <laughs> Herefore, Love but I don't know
1: if he would know what the hell sh- sh- is schnitz- Schnitzel. Sh- schnitzel. <laughs> schnitzel. <laughs> They're going to be like, hey, okay. ben, what's a Schnitzel? He's not going to know. And he's probably going to make a dirty joke.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I guess we should probably stop <laughs> shooting the shit and get straight into it. Okay, so let's dive into
1: your story, Elizabeth. Kara and I have each done an episode about our stories and how we lost our moms. And I'm actually also really excited to have your perspective as a mom who has lost her dad, because I don't want people to think this show is all for just motherless mothers. Like we really want to cover all the things in all the faucets of grief. So definitely excited yeah. to hear your story, which sounds weird. I'm excited to hear the story about your <laughs> dad I know. I'm
0: sorry. To, I'm excited to
1: hear yeah, about you it how Happy you to are.
2: Happy to tell it. Yes.
1: So yeah, if you could just tell us yeah. a little about your dad, how you lost him, whatever's on your heart.
2: So yeah, my dad was definitely the strong, silent type. He was, he was a big guy. He was just a big teddy bear. So this is a really rough time, this September timeframe, frame. Same Sorry. girl, I get it. Um, because so his birthday is September 1st, mm-hmm. and then we found out about his cancer in the middle of September. I actually just got the time hop photo of like a day that we were there, right when we found like right when we were going to the doctor. So mm-hmm. this is always like a very weird time, and I always feel my body telling me before I realize what day it is. So I'll I notice like my mood changing, I start feeling oh, really beautiful. And then all of a sudden I'll get the time hop photo and I'm like, oh, I guess uh no, I don't know why I'm so irritable. Sorry mm-hmm. about that, honey. Aww. But yeah, so we found out about the cancer. By the time we found out about the cancer, he it was it was too far spread. It was everywhere. It was a very fast moving cancer. And we, so we found out in September, we weren't given a great prognosis, but they started treatments, giving chemo, just making the best of his life. We immediately just started doing what we could My family is from Decatur, Illinois. So we were up in Decatur all the time. They came down here all the time. Everett was only like nine months old at the time. So um, just trying to get as much time with Everett and Papa Bob as he could. He called him Bob. We went to Florida. My parents went on trips together. You know, they just tried to make the best out of the, the last time that we had. And then he ended up passing in May. So he passed on May 16th. My birthday is May 19th, so my mom's birthday is May 22nd. So all of our stuff was right in the middle of our birthdays. We joke mm-hmm. now that dad just wanted to be part of our birthdays because he was jealous <sighs> that we were close together. But but yeah, so I mean it's I get weird times because you get September and May. You get hit with all mm-hmm. of the all of the different stuff and it's just mm-hmm. a weird grieving process because you grieve in the fall and then you grieve in the spring and That's then sure. everything in the middle is just weird. So, yeah, so it was, it was a fast moving cancer. I started, we think in his prostate, but it, by the time they found it, it was everywhere. And I think he ended up with kidney cancer at the end of it too. So it was just a lot of everything all around his body. So it was weird because he had had a checkup in like April or so of the, of that year of 2018 So he had had like his normal checkup, they didn't find anything, everything was fine. And then by September, they did tests because he was having trouble going to the bathroom. They thought it was just a normal kind of prostate issue and turned out it was it was cancer. So it's just so strange. And I know you you know this too. It's just so strange how quick things happen like that. It's just like, you find something out and then your whole life changes the next day. And it's just, it's just such a weird feeling.
0: Yeah. Gosh, I'm so, I'm so sorry to hear Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, it's like the first thing I want to say as, you know, and I would have said this before I lost my mom is like, well, at least you had that time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I know it, but it's like, well, you know, I, yeah, I guess I am glad that, you know, you had that time at the same time. It's like, no, I would rather not have that Mm -hmm. time and just have my dad still here. So Mm
2: -hmm. yeah. And I, I go, I go back and forth a lot about would it have been better if it was quick? Was it better that we had a lot of time? And it's like, I both just suck and don't need to happen at all. It was like knowing that this was coming and this was happening it took a really long time for me to process that it was even happening I don't even think I accepted it until the doctor said we have to stop chemo and he got put on hospice like before that it was just like no everything's going to be great and my mom was so strong but she like at the onset was just like we got to start planning we got to start preparing that this is going to happen and I'm like no we have treatments the doctor said there's Mm -hmm. treatments we got this and I like it wasn't until hospice that we were I was like okay I guess this is this is it. Dad made his last trip to to St. Louis. We'll never get that again. And it's, just oh, like weird, oh it's just like a weird, just like weird last, and then weird first after the funeral. It's just like yeah, everything is weird. Yeah, <laughs> it is it's, it's weird. Weird,
1: like <clears throat> so. My mom passed away of a heart attack. I didn't have any lead time, but I mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like like we're saying, I don't know if it's better or worse. I don't think it matters. I think. <clears throat> Yeah. Like I personally think that had I known my mom was dying, God, I don't even know how I would have dealt with that guys. Like, I don't know how you guys did that. Like, I don't know. Like, are you supposed to uh, keep living <clears throat> your, like keep going to work and like yeah. doing dumb work knowing that yeah. yeah. dad's dying? Like it's, yes. so, it's that's, oh, that's that's exactly, all you could do.
0: It's all it's exactly what you do. Yeah. Yeah. it and, And Elizabeth, it's like, oh my gosh, you just, I, I don't know about you, but I wasn't myself. Those three weeks that my mom was on hospice, it wasn't me. And my Mm -hmm. mom, I remember her, like, I still think about it to this day. Like she was trying to talk to me, like telling me stuff like she and I always liked to talk about like, spiritual, like we are both very spiritual people. Mm-hmm. And so she was trying to tell me some stuff. She's like, you know, when I was in the hospital, I like this doctor pulled up this projection screen. It was a, this is your life video. I don't think the doctor <laughs> said that, but like I was in, I was like, so had like such a, like a grief shield, I guess you could say that I wasn't picking up what she was really trying to tell me. And she was probably trying to tell me and trying to like, you know, let me know that she knows that she's going to die. But mm-hmm. I was trying to say, no, mom, I was the same way. Elizabeth, like, I was like, no, even though she was on hospice. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, she's, she's, I knew she was going to die, but I was hoping maybe like there, she wouldn't, but like, yeah. did you, did you feel like, did you feel the same way? Like you weren't yourself. You couldn't really fully be like old Elizabeth around your
2: dad or a hundred percent. Yeah. It was, it was very strange. It, it, it's just a strange Feeling knowing that your parent is going to die, like it's mm-hmm. it's such. A, and our hospice experience was very quick. So it was, I think, about a week or so a week and a half that he was yeah. on hospice. It was mm-hmm. a very quick process. Yeah. I went home. We went home, and I remember Nick had planned a surprise party for my birthday, and we had it. Oh. We canceled all of those plans because he told me he was like, "I have to tell you, this is what we have planned." And now that we have dad on hospice, like, I feel like we need to cancel this. I was like, 100%. I mean, I'm going to be up in Decatur as much as I can, so... Mm -hmm. We had gone home down here to St. Louis to just kind of get a refresh, get clothes, all of that kind of stuff. And then we were heading back up and I was able, my, my work was very gracious and let me work from wherever I needed to. So I was just working from Decatur the whole time. But it was, it was really weird. We had gotten home on a Sunday night. I got a call from my mom Monday morning and I remember I had gifted myself. I was like, you know what? I deserve this. I am going to get somebody to come over and clean my house so that I don't have to do it. So well, I yeah, good. It. You deserve hey, I just want to say you <laughs> yes. deserve that
1: anyway. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: Just like, I just want to say no one has to die. A yes. Yes. No one's gonna die for you to treat yourself, girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So I remember I was like, it's my birthday. I don't want to think about this. We've been crazy lately. I am just going to have somebody come clean my house. So I had like taken the day off the morning off work anyways, and was working from home and letting had somebody come over and do and do our housework and everything. And then I got a call from my mom, that my dad was asking for us, and that he wasn't he was doing worse. And so we made it up there. And it was like two days later or a day and a half later, he was completely like not with it and unconscious. So it was like, we we just barely made it up there to be able to hang out with him while he was still coherent. We had the Cubs games playing as, as they were on and everything for him. And yeah, it was just, it, it is, I, I know what you mean by that grief veil. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's I, there are things that are so vivid of that time And then there's things that I have completely just like blocked out and forgotten. Like I couldn't tell you what we ate, but I could tell you all of those other little random details or like sitting next to my dad and holding his hand. It's just like, it's the weirdest little things that you can, you can remember of that, that time.
1: For sure. And so talk to me about, and this is, I said this to Kara too, I have such a level of respect for moms who lose somebody really close to them and then have to wake up the next day and keep being a mom. Like it's one thing I lost my mom when I was 15. And so I came into motherhood. That's a whole another grief journey, Mm -hmm. but it's one thing that like, I don't know. I don't know. Like if someone, I don't, if someone passed away right now, really close to me. And especially if it was someone that my four, almost four-year-old could remember. And I just, your dad passed away. As I said, this exactly to Kara, your dad passed away. And then the next day your son still needed stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was and I what, am,
1: um, a year. Then?
2: He was yeah, just over a year. And I am, I am blessed with a fantastic partner. My husband really stepped up. The night that he died, so it was really early in the morning, my brother, my husband, my sister-in-law and I were all taking turns staying up with him. We didn't want somebody not to be next to his bedside. So we let my husband sleep the whole night so that he could take care of every, that was just like, that was what he was doing so that Mm -hmm. my brothers and I could just have the time with dad. So it was like we were taking shifts and sleeping when we could. Uh. my husband just made sure that everything was running in the background for me because I, I don't know. I couldn't process things correctly, but then I was able to like remove myself from that sadness and go hold on to my child for 10 minutes before I had to go and deal with more of the sadness or anything else going on so mm-hmm. it's a, it's a blessing to have that that little that little baby that doesn't really doesn't understand what's going on and it can be kind of a, a little bit of a getaway from what's going on in the reality of the situation.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 it's tough. It is nice. You mm-hmm. do have that little bit of a, a getaway, mm-hmm. but then I found myself dealing with, I don't know, but, uh, like maybe like bouts of rage, I guess, maybe mm-hmm. because it's it's stressful <clears> taking care of a needy, child toddlers you know and then also having it weigh on the back of your mind that time is of the essence with your Mm -hmm. with your dad Mm -hmm. or in my case my mom and so I found myself like just being very irritable and not not necessarily like directed at anyone but I felt it like burning up inside of me and that was hard to deal with too just has like another Mm -hmm. layer of Another layer of like, int- I guess it was like anticipatory grief too, is what I mm-hmm. later learned and just trying to deal with that. Try So again, it's like, you have to, you have to put on, you know, where you're going and taking care of your dad and making sure that he's comfortable and, and that you're with him as many seconds of the day as possible. But then it's also like, you're still a mom and Everett still needs you. And mm-hmm. that's a tough pull. That's a it really, is. it's just really tough pulling you from each side.
2: Mm-hmm. It is. And I feel like there's just, I feel like you run the gamut of emotions when you're going through something like that. It's like one second, I'm super angry about things. One second, you know, I'm a little bit relieved because we've been through this process for so long. And then it's no way I am so sad that I'm just gonna go sob in another room. (laughs) And then it's, no, I need to be strong because now I have this child to take care of and I have to figure it out and we gotta keep moving because we have family and we have to take care of people. So I feel like you just run the gamut of all of the different emotions when you're grieving, grieving that loss. Yeah.
1: Well, when you're, it's almost like when you're dealing with anticipatory grief, it's like, you're going through the pre stages of grief. So like mm-hmm. Kara, when you were like, I'm angry, well, that's a stage of grief. You were going to be angry. You you were probably angry again after you actually lost your mom. So like there's mm-hmm. it's like pre stages of grief or just
0: the stages of grief twice. You know yeah. what? you know what, Rashida, I, oh, I didn't think about that. Like I always, you know, with the, with the seven, I guess maybe there's eight, I don't know, stages of grief. Uh. They talked about anger and I always took it as like being angry at the person or even the situation in, in mm-hmm. which they died. Mm-hmm. But I always like, I was, I've never been mad at my mom, mm-hmm. um, mad at the situation. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel myself as of, as of late being like, gosh, this just really sucks. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think about, but I'm thinking about it in the way that you just brought it up, like just feeling anger, just mm-hmm. feeling anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's
1: no like, it's, grief can have so many, there's no wrong way to grieve. I mean, there are ways we prefer not to grieve, but your body is going to grieve in the way that it needs to grieve to move through The situation, so yeah, anger is. I was never. uh, I was angry at my mom for a little bit, and then once I worked through that, like, and I was angry. And actually, listening back to our back through my story episode, Kara, I realized I never said this piece. So my mom should have been on blood pressure medicine, which I think I said but she yep. actually had stopped taking them for like six or seven months. So in the end, she probably, I mean, would she still be alive today? No, I'm not sure. But like that, she wouldn't have died of a massive heart attack that day had she just stayed on her blood pressure meds like she was supposed to. So I was so angry at a lot of things at first. Like I was like, should I have caught that?
0: Well, no, Rashida, you were 15. Like, why would you catch that? Exactly. Like, You're not like counting pills like mom. There's 29 mm-hmm. in here and there's 30 days in the month. I don't know. Not, right. not to get at math.
1: but No. And it's also like, now that I'm a mom myself, I've forgiven my mom for a lot of stuff though, too. Like, because you guys know this, we moms have a good way of hiding shit. We don't feel like, like people need to know, or like, we don't want our kids mm-hmm. to be privy to or so. Mm-hmm. So no, I had to do a lot of forgiving of myself that of course I wouldn't have known that she wasn't doing that I was mad at myself I was mad at her for not taking care of her I was like did you like did she want to leave us like what in the world like and no that's not the case either I had to work through that and then just yeah anger at the fucking situation like Mm -hmm. anger that I was a teenager without her mom and like people were like I'm gonna call my mom or I need to call my mom or all these things like yeah I can't like cool yeah (laughs) yeah Cool, yeah. I had like one, and this is like Mother's Day is always a bit of a trigger for me. It's gotten less triggery in the last mm, years since I've been a mom because it's more about me.
0: Um, (laughs) Sure, I could see, I could totally see that. Yes, but so the first
1: before I started dating my husband, I would always just kind of take Mother's Day as like a day to myself. And then as I got more involved with my husband, I would spend Mother's Day with his mom, who I absolutely adore and is like a mom to me too. How is this for fucking weird for you, Elizabeth, my mother-in-law and my mom have the same birthday. What? <laughs> oh, I you didn't know that either,
2: Kara? No. <laughs> no. That is
0: amazing.
1: They have the exact same birthday, March 21st.
0: <laughs> Your mom, 100,000% set this up.
2: Yeah. I am all about signs and yes. that yes. sounds like a sign if I've ever heard one. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. I, I remember when I, when I found it out, I was like, <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money. So, so now oh we gosh. call it grandma day around here for both birthdays, but I but love so, that. Yes. So mother's day, right before I had Dom, there was a where I worked at the time had like a whole cafeteria situation and I was in there, It was sleeping for mother's day. I was in there and the cook not meaning to, he just was like, Hey, do you have any plans with your mom for mother's day? And I freaked and like lied and was like, uh, yeah, we're going to take her to brunch. Anyway, half lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like half lie. Like we were taking Ben's mom to brunch, yeah. but like not my mom. And then like, I, finished that conversation, walked out of the cafeteria and lost my shit. Like I was just like, I had to call my best friend and her, she met me in like a dark conference room. Like I was just like, I, I don't know where that came from. Like, usually I'm a little more composed than this. And like, this was, I mean, right before the year before I had my son, so 2016. So not like I was further removed, but yeah, I don't even know why I told that long story, but it was to say,
0: (laughs) I forget too but that's okay I like it and but it was a good story I think I don't know I <laughs> <laughs> also have pregnancy brain really bad so I'm like Where is why are we here
2: like that? It it is me, 100% r- straight up
0: rambling on off- <laughs> no I think no but you brought up a lot of good things like about especially about like emotions, just trying to make me feel better the emotions you brought up so what? many like wonderful things
2: the gamut of emotions that you run through yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. And you totally it makes was. sense
0: And I think what you're getting at is, is that people often expect who haven't lost somebody people, those who have not lost somebody often expect for you, like, what's your timeline? What's your grief timeline three months after the funeral? Is it a year? Mm -hmm. You know, what is that looking like? Mm -hmm. But it's what I think a lot of people don't understand is that it's forever. And as you mentioned before, and we talked about in a couple episodes now, Rashida, it's the life sentence that you have to. it's it's just the price you pay for for love yeah I don't you know it's just it's it all sounds dark it all sounds unfortunate but guess what it is unfortunate death truly it sucks Mm -hmm. for it's I think death it sucks for the living obviously because we're the ones who have to stay back yes exactly
1: so talk to me Elizabeth about so you're coming up on three years How did you mark celebrate the first and second year? Were they different? How did it, how were you?
2: So, yeah, it was, it was a little bit, a little different. So the first year after he passed was in the middle of quarantine. So it was like Mm, a really weird, like I would have probably gone up to Decatur to hang out with my family and get everybody together. But my mom ended up driving down here we hadn't seen her since everything shut down so she came down and my husband cooled down some natties which was my dad's favorite beer natty light so cool down some natties for us we cracked some beer open my my brother was living down here at the time so he came over and we just drank some beers and cheers to my dad and then I feel like this year, we, it's not like we all got together. We didn't make like a big fuss about it. It wasn't, it wasn't like a big thing. And it's really close to my mom and my birthday. So it's just kind of like have a natty light for him every year, just just to, you know, like celebrate him and celebrate. We, it was funny right after he passed, that's what everybody, everybody came to our house. I remember it was all of my mom and dad's friends, all of my friends, my brother's friends, everybody came over And we all just drank Natty Light all night. And I was like our entire, like the whole whole next week was just drinking Natty Light and celebrating my dad and playing all of his music. And that was just how we celebrated. So every time we hit a milestone now, it's like, oh, got to drink a Natty Light for dad. Let's put that in the freezer to get it cold like he would have liked. And I love that.
0: Me too. Yeah.
2: So we just cheers cheers to him and Natty Light. I, I mean, I I talk to him so like I'll just I'll just say little things like oh hi dad I'm thinking about you or like something I'll pop up and I'll just say a little something to him or chat with him but I I, like I said a little bit ago I'm I'm a big sign person so like I'm always if I'm if I like i'm feeling rough or something i'll just ask for a sign ask him to send something i remember that so he he passed i think it was on a wednesday or a thursday and my husband and i came back here to st louis that saturday it was i think it was on my birthday or the day it was the day before my birthday uh we came we came home and my friend's family does this big crawfish boil every year so we went to their crawfish boil and and i remember um Sitting there, just eating the crawfish étouffée, it was delicious, and we were just enjoying the like outdoors and music playing. They had a band and everything. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the band started playing um, "Pinball Wizard" by the Who which is the most random thing for a band to start playing in the middle like a of a hard block thing party.
0: For, yeah, like I feel like it's so a hard weird. thing for bands to play too. So My
2: dad was a big Who fan and Aww. like Pinball Wizard was one of those songs we always played together. It was so Aww. funny. So it was just like three days after he passed and that's the song that's playing at a random neighborhood block party that we're at and... It's I, like, I'm a firm believer in signs. So I just, I just keep an eye out for different signs too, around that time, because something always pops up or ever it'll talk about Bob or something, and <laughs> it'll, it'll bring everything back. So while we don't do like big celebratory things, sure. it's, it's just like doing little things to make sure we remember we'll, I'll chat with my family on those days too. And we'll send mm-hmm. each other messages and stuff, but nothing too, too, too big, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I think that that's, that's important. And it's, it's, it's nice for me personally to hear that it doesn't have to be like some like big mm-hmm. drawn out, you know, mm-hmm. like celebration of life. And if, the, if that's what people want to do, then that's great. But like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of planning. And I don't know for me personally, that my mom would want us to remember her death date, mm-hmm. you know? And for so sure. like the first, you know, we had to celebrate her first anniversary and like, it was kind of like you know? Oh no. So I'm glad that it can be things on a smaller scale and the signs you keep hitting on. And I think that that is something, well, I know for sure that is something like, so, you know, nice of me when I find out you have, I did the same thing to Rashida, like, Oh, your, your parent passed away. Do they send you any signs? Like, <laughs> it's like, all right, coming in strong, but like, I live for that too. And yes. um, yeah, it's so <laughs> that is something that totally, I think brings us all together and threads us all together is the signs. And there is signs that there is, you know, life after life. There mm-hmm. is more to life after life.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: comforting. We, it, is, it is. I it do
1: find is. I'm not even a like deeply religious person, but I have to believe that there is a God and there is a heaven because I have to believe that that's where my mom is, like I have to believe she is looking down on me and she's seeing her grandbabies and she's sending their love, her love through. Like I just, I I need to believe that. So I can't. I feel like it's like yeah, I'm like quasi religious. Like I couldn't tell you too many things in the Bible, and I'm the last person to like throw a scripture at you or say even like, God bless you or anything, but I do believe I have to believe in heaven because I, we recently, and I know we're going to do a uh, whole episode about this, but I've been trying to figure out how exactly to have this conversation with my almost four-year-old. And so the other day I cannot, we call her his angel grandma. So he has his grandma who's here. And then he has his angel grandma. And so we recently, he asked where she was and I was like, Oh buddy, she lives in heaven. And that, that's way up in the sky. And his little brain, we're like, I was driving and he's in his car seat and his little brain like got quiet for a minute. And then he goes, can I take a rocket ship to see her? Oh, and I was like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I'm like, love in the that. Seat. yeah. And like, we get home and he's like, daddy, daddy, I'm gonna take a rocket shift to see my angel grandma. Like mm-hmm. it was,
0: yeah. It's just kids just weird. have such a way to keep that love alive and mm-hmm. keep them alive. And mm-hmm. case in point, Dom and P have never met their angel grandma, mm-hmm. but they go- they know her and they're gonna mm-hmm. know her. Yeah. And I know you too, Elizabeth. It, I mean, it, it, it comes up. It, it, Ellie talks mm-hmm. about Nana all the time, and you know, it's they just have such a, a wonderful way of keeping them alive. And mm-hmm. we find feathers, or you know, my mom really liked rocks, and so Ellie loves rocks, which I think a lot of just toddlers do anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> so
1: but you know, my it's mom just really like they liked it- rocks.
2: Yeah. She <laughs> rocks as a kid.
1: That was like the going toy back in the day a pet rock yeah look at that my mom had one too and now your mom and my mom Love are it. like the same age pet
0: rocks yes probably i would <laughs> not was it. doubt it was it was a uh, a hot toy of the late 70s <laughs> wait they were like it's like an actual toy like you wouldn't yeah. just like like go pick a rock out of your garden and no girl they sold pet rocks it was in a box yeah. it came in a box do you
2: like know a, what i'm talking like about one of those, yeah like one of, like it was like a ti pet kind of thing but yeah. well it wasn't that but like it was Thanks. a rock I'm in a box. box. It, was,
0: it was a rock in a box that you could buy. Mm-hmm. A rock in a box, hot, hot toy of the. I'm googling it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to see this. 1975. That's, that's... Wow. So I have a question for Elizabeth. So yeah, how... go for it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So my question, Elizabeth, how did your mom handle? quarantine
2: like your dad had passed away
0: and then it was coming up on a year so how did your mom handle the pandemic like what the heck
2: yeah so I think it was hard on her of course she actually moved my brother one of my brothers I have two brothers both younger than me she moved my youngest brother down here to St. Louis And then St. Louis shut down completely that week. So we all got quarantined and she was on her own in her house um, that whole time. But my other brother and his wife lived up in Decatur too. Still, they still live up there, but um, they lived there at the time. So I know they were, they were frequently together and checking Mm -hmm. in on each other. I mean, I think it was hard. I mean, she was kind of forced into being by herself. It was like, it was a weird situation because my dad died. And then a year later, she moved my brother out thinking that she'd be able to come down and visit and do Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. She wouldn't really be alone. And then she was forced into a house by herself. So she was kind of forced into that. But at the time she decided to, um, actually retire from banking and open up her own kitchen and home decor store. So that was her baby all through the pandemic. And that was what she, she kicked off from the house, started ordering things, getting shipments in, getting the, getting everything ready. They were getting the store prepared then. So that like took a lot of her mind um, off of all of what was going on and focused on that. And I really think that's how, that's a big part of how she's kind of gotten through her grieving process is refocusing that energy on sure. this pet project of hers of opening up this store that's done really well now so it's in central illinois if we're in decatur illinois stop by we will have an online store there pretty soon
0: <laughs> their insta but- is so cute and they're they're constantly posting the cutest stuff oh, it's just like cute it's thank adorable
2: I that's what i do yeah <laughs> do I'll, all the posting <laughs> oh my gosh what oh, so cute guessed. i'll take it, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it so called? cute she I has a lot. murphy and co okay i'm
0: ready yeah in. we'll link it in show notes yes. too um <laughs> uh, it is have like, like high-end it's like it just like looks like high-end home goods and mm. housewares kind of thing it's it's adorable And then she has like cooking classes too, I saw, right? Yep. She, yep. They're doing
2: cooking demos and all kinds of fun stuff. So she just took everything that her and my dad loved to do and put it into a store and put her heart into it. And it's doing great. It's been so well received in the community. And I think that's exactly what she needed through this process. And We've all now all of us kids have kind of gotten in on it, too. I've been doing all of the marketing and helping her with all of that stuff. My sister in law does a lot of the shopping and buying for the store. One of my brothers is doing um, the liquor sales and stuff and bringing all of the new liquor and alcohol. So we all kind of have a little piece of it that we're helping with and become this kind of family pet project. But it definitely started from that place of grief and trying to figure out what life is like after the death of a loved one and just kind of rolling with, with what you got.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I know that your dad is a hundred percent working through you mm-hmm. all and guiding you guys to the success of the store, which is that yeah. you, know, you can't, you can't discount that. I mean, cause it shows. Yeah, for sure. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I guess it would be my turn then to talk about yeah.
0: how I That's what I was just going to say, Rashida, we haven't touched on, like, on how you have celebrated throughout the years because you have some on us. Mm -hmm. Just a few. So what's it, what has it been, what did you do, Rashida, what did you do the first year? Do you celebrate, you know, that, like, her death anniversary? I did,
1: I did. So I think. In that the first couple years, well, the first year my stepdad was still around at that point. So like we did something as a family and as years have gone on from then, we've had like our immediate family together. We've tried to do things here and there. I think the one thing that I used to, because it got, once I went to college. I was never technically home on September 11th. I was always back at college. Yeah. So it was hard to like do something specific on that actual day. But what I always tried to do before was go to her grave and because her grave is in North County and it's, I grew up in North County. So it was like kind of close to where I was. And so every year I made it a point to go there on her birthday. And since her birthday is kind of the marking of spring, I would always add like a pinwheel to her grave. And then I would always go on September 11th. So those are like my days to go. But I have found as I've moved further away from the cemetery and I've gotten busier with mom life and working and all of that stuff that I don't go to the cemetery on the actual day as much as I used to. And so I had an interesting conversation with my therapist. So I hadn't gone, I want to say like, let's call it years. Thir- or f- I didn't go 14 or I don't know, something like that. And so when I got to the 15 mark, which Elizabeth, I was talking about this um, last time and I've written a blog post about this, it is super duper duper strange when you get to a point in life where you've been alive longer without them than with. And so for me last year, so that was September 11th last year because I was yeah 15 when I lost her and then 15 years. And I was you you would think, I don't know. I felt like I was grieving all over again. Like it was a strange juxtaposition. Like my life has, has moved on so much that it is almost unrecognizable from the life I was the last life i lived with my mom. And so I was having a ton of guilt around the way that I was celebrating her because it wasn't matching what it used to be because I was like, I used to, I don't know, cry all day and like lay in bed. And like, I don't have that luxury to cry all day and lay in bed all day anymore. I'm a mom. You got five, you got five tops. Yes. And I used to, when I went into the working force, I would take the day off just so that I didn't have to be around people. And a lot like you said, Elizabeth, my body knows what's happening. So like towards the end of August, like I can feel it. Like my body just knows what's up. I'm in a crappy mood. Like my body almost feels heavy. And so Mm -hmm. I would always try to take the day off because I was like, I never know how I'm going to feel. But then there would be years I'd be off work, like feeling fine. So the 15 year anniversary, I didn't take off work, which was a mistake. The whole thing hit me fast, like more than it. Then I thought, because as we know, grief is fucking like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was on the phone with my therapist and I was just like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I should go to her grave today. Right. And he was like, well, right. <laughs> as therapists <laughs> do. Yeah. He was like, do you feel like you need to go to her grave? And I was like, I don't, I have to be honest. I don't want to. Like, I don't, I don't want to. And he was like, then don't. Essentially. And so oh, I just was to have holding,
0: that validation. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. it's really kind of what you yes. needed.
1: It was. It was absolutely. So I have been holding all of this guilt and like extra grief around. And not like, like I felt like I was not spending time with my, like that was me not spending time with my mom, like not wanting to go to her grave on that specific day and truly just wanting to like lay in the sunshine and remember her that way. Like, it's not like I just chose to, I choose to now spend that day differently and I choose to spend it doing whatever feels right for me. So now I ask myself, what is it that you need? Like, what is it that you want to do on this day, but whatever it is, you're gonna do it with love and you're gonna do it out of in memory for your mom. And so I think that, I love that. Yes. And so I think, and I think my boy Joel,
0: mm, hashtag my boy
1: Joel, that's my therapist, not my husband. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my that. therapist. My boy Joel. Um, but he also is a white guy, also like my husband. So I, I guess the tea. <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, he ended up saying. You don't need to do something you don't feel like doing because you feel like that's what your mom would want. He was like, Rashida, you started a whole dang blog dedicated to what it's like to be a motherless mom. You are honoring your mom in more ways than necessary. You need to do what's right yes. for you.
0: That's a, mm-hmm. That is such a great call out. You know, you, you are already honoring her and you felt like you needed to go do it in like maybe more of a traditional sense, but you're already doing it in your own way. So you, Mm -hmm. I think your mom would want you to honor her in whatever way feels good for you because ultimately she's in heaven. Mm -hmm. She is exhilarated with joy Mm -hmm. with the heavens and is just happy as is. And she will resound in that happiness when she sees you're happy, when she sees you with your babies, when she sees you with Ben and and talking to your boy, Joel, getting that validation, you know, like, yes. Yes. So it is, it has changed a lot. I would say it used to be like a super
1: big hubbub thing, but now I just, I take it as A day that is for me, my brother and I will text each other. Lots of people will send me nice little messages that are just like, "Hey," and I usually always post about it on the socials. And so I'll get lots of like wonderful, beautiful messages from people. But yeah, this year I laid in bed for a while and just kind of relaxed. Had some coffee in bed. Read. I got Mm -hmm. to read like twice in bed that day. It was wonderful. Yeah.
0: Else. And then, what is that? I know. Yeah, read. <laughs> I don't know. Your anxiety didn't creep. I don't up know her. You? Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Usually, would be like usually, yeah. I need to vacuum. Yeah. No. <laughs> need to put away the dishes.
1: Cleaning team does that for me, so I don't have to. That is why I don't have anxiety over laying in bed because I outsource that shit out to our cleaning crew, and it it's worked in the budget. We may have to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for dinner for a week. But to me, that is worth
0: it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. there's no dust bunnies and no, no Kona hair, Kona
1: <laughs> dust bunnies. I mean, or- there are some Kona hairs because they only come once a <laughs> month. That's all we can afford. But <laughs> don't do.
2: That's why I you get a Roomba to like just do yes. the dusting and vacuuming for you. That's what yes. we do. Just press the Roomba and let it go. <laughs> yes. Room. Yes.
1: So, yeah, I spent the day. Just doing things that felt good to me, and then we ended up like at the end of the day, there was like a bubble bus. I live really close to Kirkwood Park, so there's there was a bubble bus and a wine tent and a band playing at the park for free. Oh, ching. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. And signs, mom. signs yes. all there. Yeah, we just like yes. walked over, and you could bring your own cans too.
0: We. <laughs> I love Bubble bringing bus? my own alcohol. I'm place. going. <laughs> kids love that shit. Wine yes. tent? Are you kidding me? What else yes. did you say? Oh, park and uh. and a music, <clears throat> the music. There was a band. Oh my god, this is yes. this is perfect. That's, yes. Yeah, my your kids mom. were living
1: their absolute best life, and I brought my canned champagne with me because I was bougie. Didn't even have yes. to go to the wine tent. Love it. Yes, beautiful. and so I just did that. We did that with our neighbors, and it was like a most fabulous day. So yeah. Long story short, I think marking the anniversaries in a way that feels right to you is just the way to go about it because there's no need to make yourself feel any guilt or anything. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, Carol, our loved ones are happy and elated in heaven. I don't think they even know anger in heaven, you know? And so I'm like, she's not going to be angry at me for not going to talk to her where her body was laid to rest when I believe that her spirit is always with me yeah
2: it's everywhere yeah I think also I went the less traditional route of visiting the gravesite because I don't have that luxury of it being just on the street I for sure have to drive two and a half hours to go and visit the gravesite so it's more I'll go on like if we're in town celebrating something I'll stop by to say hi but like you said, I mean they're they're everywhere. So it's like I get signs from my dad all the time. We have cardinals that live in our yard, so like I'm always seeing these cardinals flying everywhere, so we just say a quick hi dad. So to me that's like that's going to visit him without having to like mm-hmm. go to a graveside to, to see him. So yeah. it was I think that made it less traditional as a celebration every year because I can't just go down to visit yeah. him there.
0: Yeah. I remember my mom, when my, when her mom, my grandma passed away 20 plus years ago, she always held a guilt about needing to go visit her parents' gravesite. And so I, I knew that when my mom passed away, she was cremated. I knew that, you know, ultimately we needed like a final resting place for her, but it didn't necessarily need to be here in St. Louis. We chose down in Florida, off of Thirty A, which was a her. It's her that when that is her heaven. That is her ideal place. Mm-hmm. So we found this. My brother actually found this amazing historical cemetery down off of Thirty A in, in the Panhandle, Florida. And there's a lot of Civil War vets, Spanish American um, War vets, and you know World War One, World War Two. So it's it's a very. It's like what an honor for someone to even. To be there, and then just a beautiful spot to begin with too. So we found that, and we're like, yeah, this is where mom needs to be. And about a year afterwards, we, you know, gave her her final resting place. And it's yeah. like I've I was scared about making that decision because I didn't know if I needed to be in St. Louis. Like, is mm-hmm. that some place that I'm going to want to go? Like, you don't know. Like, is this when I'm going to? Yeah. Be- yeah. Is this gonna is this gonna be like when it hurts her anniversary or Mother's Day? Or I just need to to get away. But I don't, I don't correlate her, her spirit with her body so much anymore. Same. Because my mom, yes, like we're all saying, we're all kind of saying the same thing. Our parents, our moms and our dad, they're not there anymore. They're here. They're in our hearts. They are with us. Mm -hmm. We see it in the signs when I'm walking every day. I see butterflies. It's in our children. It's, you know, it's the cardinals in our backyard. They are there. And then even more so than those visible signs, our parents are with us because they are making us stronger. They have brought the three of us together. Mm -hmm. They have brought this community together and they have, I firmly believe that the reason why I have been able to get it to this spot that I'm at is with the help of my mom. So I totally think that, you know, they're doing it. They're working their magic on the other side. When
1: I am in my, like, worst feels, I suppose, or, like, when I am going through something incredibly difficult, I, like, summon the power of my mom. I I am, like, my mom was a strong Black woman. I am a strong Black woman. Like, there is nothing I can't do. And then being removed, not removed, but just, like, so far After the loss of my mom, anything I'm coming up against now, aside from the pandemic, anything (laughs) I'm coming up against now, I like can look it in the face and be like, you're not harder than losing my mom, though. Like you're not until I had my kids, there was truly nothing that could scare me but now I could see kids, that. Yeah. But now losing my kids would be the, the mm. scariest thing. Like my heart can conjure. So that would be a whole nother thing. But before that I was just like, nothing, nothing can break me. I already went through the worst and came yeah. out of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Speaking,
2: speaking of qu- kids, I have a question for you, Rashida being pregnant. Now, this is going to be my first child that I don't have my dad here. What yeah. was it like having, having your kids without having your mom around because yeah. that's, that's something that keeps hitting me is every once in a while I'll be like oh my god this child's never gonna know my dad yeah. like it's such yeah. like a weird sorry I'm gonna choke up about that yeah one. yeah no yeah. so
1: I, I want to this is also what's really interesting I would like to do a whole episode on this Uh, Mm -hmm. So maybe we can have you back after a baby is born. I did some work with a woman. She owns uh, Sisterhood Style, which is like a cute little online boutique here in St. Louis. But she is part of our Grieving Mamas Club on Facebook and part of our grief community. She lost her dad six years ago, I believe. And so her and I were just getting dinner one night and chit-chatting about things. And I love to talk about grief. So anybody who wants to talk about grief can talk about grief with me. And so her and I are talking, she has four children, the first to remember her dad and remember him well, the second two have no idea who he is. Wow. And so she, and I would love to have her on the show because I think that it would be helpful to moms like you guys to just hear how she, and her kids are older now. Her youngest is, I want to say four three or four. And so she's got some of this practice under her hat. And so I would love for you guys to just get a chance to pick her brain and ask those questions too. Cause she was saying that it's so weird sometimes because her oldest kids will say something Mm -hmm. about their grandpa. And then the youngest kids are like, huh? Like, who? like it's a weird. And then she's like, listening to their conversations as the older kids explain to the younger kids who their grandpa was. So yeah, I'm really interested in learning more about how to navigate that space as well. When one kid knows and the other kid doesn't for me. Yeah. Um, goodness. I did a lot of, so I therapy is my absolute jam. I have been in a relationship with my boy, Joel coming on like six years. <laughs> um, I, right. Yes. I think Yeah, next January will be six years, which I think is traditionally pretty long for someone to go to a therapist. Because usually you're you're supposed to, well, usually you're supposed to like work yourself out. Like you do the work and then you don't need to be in therapy for like that long. But I have just long, I just am a person who will be in therapy for the rest of my life probably. And I think it will scale up and down. There are times in my life when I need to go weekly, maybe even twice a week. There are times in my life when I need to go every six weeks. Like right now I'm in a, a, lull period. Maybe this podcast is like taking the place of (laughs) therapy too, but like, yeah, right now I'm a bit of a lull period. So I only go every, every month, but so I feel like I did a lot of, I like it's not quite anticipatory grief in the way that you guys know it, but I knew that going into motherhood, it was going to be a challenge for me in a lot of ways. Like I knew that you hear everybody be like, well, in those first blah, blah, blah weeks, like I really needed my mom. And like, my mom was a godsend. She moved in with me for blah, blah, blah. And so like, yeah, wa- like w- walking into motherhood, knowing that that wasn't going to be my reality, like I-, I got to work through that ahead of time. Kind of also my mother-in-law is when I tell you this woman is amazing She is amazing. Like I do Mm. truly believe that up in heaven, my mom did some bippity boppity boo shit Mm -hmm. and gave me Ben and his parents. So actually, Ben's mom was in the delivery room (laughs) with me. (laughs) Love that when Dominic was born, my first. And yeah, so I've just I've gotten I don't know I just I figure it out as I have gone. But I think the the work that I did in therapy leading up to this and giving my, like when, when the times are hard, like understanding Mm -hmm. that when I'm, when I am feeling a feeling, it's okay to feel my feels. So like, it's okay. It was okay. In early motherhood, it's still okay to take a moment for myself. But what I will say is that when you guys were talking about earlier, if you know, if you have a feeling, if you know, if it's boy or a girl, so Parker, my second is a girl and she is actually the second girl born Dinehart in all of Ben's lineage stop so like, it they can track their lineage back to like ger- like straight up Germany love that <laughs> yes like two three hundred years ago and Parker is the only girl born Deinhardt. the first being Ben's aunt and I'm like that's funny y'all just need a little black up in there and we get the girl. <laughs> so, so I was actually like, shake things up. Yeah, shake <laughs> things up. You know, add a little spice, like black people. Yeah. That. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> and so, I was actually under the impression that I was going to be a, a boy mom. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. Die Hearts don't have boys. Like, we had, or when we found out Dom was a boy, they were like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. It's so, yes. And so, when we found out Parker was a girl, I went from like up like, Oh my God, we're having a girl. This is so great to crash, like gender Mm. disappointment, working through depression, trying to understand why I felt this way about having a girl. And it turned out I was just afraid to be a girl mom without a mom, to be a mom, raising a future mom without a mom. And so I had like a lot of, I worked through a ton of grief, with my pregnancy with my daughter that I thought I'd worked through with my second one, but it just turned out. Yeah. It just turned out having a girl and coming out of the fantastic fucking relationship I had with my mom. I had a lot of fear of like, can I do this too? Like, will I be as good as my mom? Like, will Parker love me as much as I loved my mom? Like I just a whole Mess of things that I had. Oh, and there was a pandemic. So I was also working through. <laughs> yeah. Being pregnant during a pandemic. Yeah. Oh, that whole day. So, during like early stage pandemics, the early stage pandemic, oh too, God. where nobody knew what was going on. But no one. So yeah, that was a long way of saying a couple things. One, therapy is great.
2: Agreed. Mm-hmm. It, it is. I agree more.
1: Yes. Two, Just give yourselves, both of you, a lot of grace as you enter this new period, because it is the whole grief isn't linear thing. This is when it becomes like really fucking true. I feel like is when you when you journey into a new stage of motherhood. And I think, as I was saying earlier to Elizabeth, I found two kids to be a game changer. I found two kids to be a little more difficult than going from one to two. I found more difficult from being from zero to one only because like there's Unless you are in a like polyamorous throuple situation, there's literally it's man to man then like Mm -hmm. one, one person is with one kid and one person is with one, like the other kid. There's not like you don't with one kid, you could at least be like, all right, you're up. I'm going to go take a nap. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: And so I think, yeah, as you guys are moving into this new, beautiful phase, like a, like, like, like I also said, I'm tired of shit. But God damn, they're cute. And yeah. like I'm so happy. Like, they're amazing. And so, yeah, just give yourself, allow yourself time to feel your feels and understand that there will be days when you're just like, fuck, I miss my dad. I miss my mom. Like, these kids could come out having qualities exactly like your dad mm-hmm. and your mom. And that and Parker has my mom's personality. So
0: that, like, brings up some other grief, too. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm most, I'm really scared about just like after the delivery with Ellie, you know, my parents and Brian's parents were there within like 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like, I mean, they were, they were and So just to not have her there, you know, like -hmm. like Rashida, like we talked about earlier, my mom and I were super close, just like you guys. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just really going to miss that. But it's just kind of, one of those things, you just got to pull your tits up and, you know, keep charging forward. Yeah. Literally
1: you are going to have to pull your tits up during, during. The- I know,
0: <laughs> I know,
1: I know. Literally, literally, literally. <laughs> you might want to pull your tits up so that you can get that baby. Out. But no, yes. Like I said, just give yourself grace because yeah. it is a new stage for yeah. both of you in for a lot 30. of ways. It's a new stage of grief, a new stage of motherhood, a new stage of all the things what's cool is your heart just fucking explodes and gets bigger than you ever thought it could with two kids. It's so wild. That is wild. It's yeah. wild. Like what everyone says. Cause I, I had a lot of fear of that too. Like, am I taking away love from Dom? Like how do I love both kids and mm-hmm. how does this work? And Parker came out and they, they sat around my chest and I was like, this is how it works.
0: Oh <laughs> gosh.
1: Well,
0: oh, I love I, that. Yeah, and I so look forward to that, you know, and then I think Elizabeth, I think it's one of the greatest gifts that we can give Everett and Ellie is mm-hmm. a sibling. Yeah. You know, it you is. never Yeah. It's oh, just oh
1: gosh, it is. That's so cheesy, but
0: it is. It is. It's so <laughs> cheesy, but it's when I had my miscarriage back in February, I was so sad that I wasn't, I was like, Oh, I'm missing out on that opportunity. I knew that we would try again. I knew that, you know, but it was like, I was 12 weeks pregnant. Like I was on my way, you know, we were doing this thing. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I wasn't pregnant anymore. And Mm -hmm. I just to take that away from Ellie, it just felt so, I just felt like a failure. So I had to grieve. I know I had to grieve that too, but Mm -hmm. you know, so anyway,
2: we're doing the dang
1: thing now. I also think that part of the magic of why I feel like I gave Dom the best gift. And I think why you guys feel that way too, is because we needed our siblings also to go through the loss we went through. Woof! Look
0: at that. One hundred thousand yeah. percent. My brother and I have often said that, like, thank God, thank God we have each other. Yeah. You know, because it's nice that, you know, Elizabeth, you have your mom and I have my dad, but they're grieving in their own ways too. They lost Mm -hmm. their spouse and, -hmm. you know, we lost our parents. So at least here we go with an, at least statement, but you know, like we, we have that together.
1: Yeah. It's like you, you really do. When I look at Parker and Dom, I am like, it is, it is you guys against the world. And my brother says that Mm -hmm. to me a lot. Like he'll say like on our anniversaries or if he's having a bad day, like he'll send me the sweetest little text. That's like, Hey, little sis, just want you to know that you're my heartbeat. It's us against the world always.
0: Oh, and so like, gosh.
1: because we had to go through a really hard time together. So I think that makes me happy. And what I like about having two kids too, is that they'll always have each
2: other. Yeah.
0: I love that so much. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining us tonight and sharing thank your story you. and sharing how, how celebrating has changed over the years, especially you had to do that first celebration during mm-hmm. the pandemic and, mm-hmm. and Rashida, thanks for sharing your story too. Cause you've got a lot of celebrations under your belt, sister.
1: <laughs> that I do, but I'm glad yeah. I could help you, Kara. And letting you know that it doesn't always have to be a celebration. Yeah, <laughs> it can just be right. Yes,
2: I love I, the the self care day instead of making it something else or something big. I love that. Yeah,
0: I do too. Take the stress off and just mm-hmm. and just be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's what they would want too.
2: And then pop a natty in the freezer and Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm some natties.
2: I'm, gonna, I'm about to add
0: that to my list of things to do April 28th. My mom didn't drink beer, but I'll drink one for your dad. I love it, Natty. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: has to be ice cold, though. Stick it in the freezer. Okay. Mm, okay. Tasty.
0: All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the Grieving Mamas Club podcast. When times get tough, just remember, you're a badass bee, and you got this, mama. Yay! See you guys later. Bye.